Good evening and happy, happy hop day, KBLA delegation. We made it through Monday. We made it through Tuesday. And here we are in the middle of the second week of a new year with our powerful, beautiful, brilliant black cells. How y'all feeling? I hope your day has been rich and peaceful and enlightening. I hope you laughed. I hope someone hugged you. I hope you got to be still long enough to reflect upon how blessed you are and all that you have to be grateful for. I hope like me, you had an opportunity to dance with joy, if but for a moment. And y'all, that moment for me was during my morning walk when not one but two butterflies came so close to me that I tried to reach out and grab them. I absolutely love butterflies. Most of all, most of all, I hope someone told you today that they love you. And just in case they didn't, allow me to send you all the love that your heart can hold. How about that? Hello, my friends in the thick of your drive home. How's it going? I just got out of all that traffic. Listen, y'all going to be all right. Just stay steady. Thanks for welcoming the joy of engaging conversation into your car as a little distraction on your way home. Remember, we are here to keep your comp keep you company and to help you power through the honking horns, abrupt stops, and convenient accidents and unexpected detours. What's up to you all still at work, putting in them final touches on that report or sending that last email that you just feel like you need to send off before you get out the door? And to those of you who've already made it home safely, amen. Welcome to the Rye Report. Indeed, we have a lot to talk about. We have a great conversation that I'm excited about. In case this is your first time joining us, I am Mache Duffy. I host an amazing show called The Backstory with Mache every Saturday from 1 to 2 right here on KBLA. However, in addition to hosting my show this week, I have the distinct honor of guest hosting The Rye Report for my colleague and my friend, Robin Ayers. Robin, if you're listening, shout out to you, sister. We love you. Tonight, 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 we are talking about the rise of black male celebrity podcasters, talk show hosts, and commentators. Yes. I am excited about this topic because, well, gosh, for, for many reasons. So let me just go do this subtopics the success of shannon sharp right um the comeback of former cnn anchor don lemon yes don lemon is making a comeback we got cbs's nate burleson we have abc's mike strahan we got kevin hart with heart to heart podcast on on peacock and i mean it's just a whole lot of black men having conversations and i'm excited about it tag teaming with me tonight is guest contributor katrina robinson welcome katrina how are you hey thank you i'm good how are you i'm absolutely fantastic now i can hardly hear you katrina hello hello is that better not really you sound like you're a little underwater Hold on for a second. Okay. 
All right, we're gonna get Katrina right so we all can, can hear, hear me. Yeah, there you go, sis. Good. So we can hear everything you got to say. We want you to Amen. your voice to project. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome tonight. I appreciate you again. Um uh, Katrina, I'm talking about we're talking about, as I said a moment ago, black male celebrities and the podcasting talk show host commentating space. And it's a lot of them. And so here's why I'm excited about this conversation. One, I love, love, love black men. Like, I just deeply love black men. And I love black men who have, who are able to have intelligent, meaningful, thought-provoking conversations. And I also love black men who can do more than one thing at the same time and do it well. Absolutely. Right. And so all the brothers that we're lifting tonight and there are more, we just can't get to all of them in one hour. But the brothers (laughs) we're lifting tonight fit into all of those categories, Katrina. Um, I wanted to start with, well, before I start, just talk to me your thoughts about our topic for tonight. What do you think about the topic for tonight? Katrina, you there? Hello, hello. Can you hear me better now? I can hear you. You all right? I don't know. Maybe Apple doesn't want us to be great, honey. This is iPhone. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm excited to talk about this because I am just loving black men actually having a form, having a platform to bring other black men into a safe space and, and to talk. You know, a lot of times uh, it's the women that lead the conversation. Yes. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about this. Yes. Um, you said something already that I, I want to um, unpack. You you talked about black men bringing other black men into a space and it becoming a safe space. Having said that, do you think that black men create more of a safe space to have conversations than black women do? I think they do because, um, you know, just in observing some of the things, you know, I just scroll through social media sometimes and sometimes I just listen in on conversations. And for some reason, black men feel more judged by black women mm. rather than embraced. And I think, you know, what we're really watching uh, with these new podcasts is just normal guy talk that they would be safe having in the barbershop or in the gym or with their friends that we're not normally privy to, but they feel that it's a space that they can have these conversations. So we women get a little bit more insight as to how men think, um, how their relationships work and the things that, you know, are top of mind for them. So I think you're right in, in black men do not feel like, um, the, the conversation to be had is with a black woman. And gotcha. it's unfortunate. I was having a, a conversation the other day about, um, abortion rights. And we were talking about how black men have not, you know, spoken up in that realm or even men period, because they don't feel like it's a topic that they can broach, even though they do have very, very pointed opinions about it. Mm. We're going to get into all of that, but I want to uh, just go back a little bit, go back a minute, because although I did not list him, I would be remiss to have this conversation and not shout out, shout out our own Tavis Smiley, right? Founder of oh, KBLA yeah. Talk 15. 
Like I just can't even sit here, right? And have this conversation (laughs) and not acknowledge my mentor and the reason I get to sit in this chair right now and have this conversation because, you know, we all know Tavis has been doing this over 30 years, had a hiccup a couple years ago, about five years ago now, but did not lay down. He instead spent some time just really reflecting upon what the moment came to teach him and how he was going to come out of the moment. And not only did he come out, you know, better and more resilient and more determined to make his voice heard, he built something that other people, just what you said, other people voices can be heard, safe spaces for black men to be on. And so I want to, first of all, shout out Tavis Smiley and just celebrate him for, um, KBLA Talk 1580 for all he's done in the journal broadcast journalism space because he's he's certainly been an, a mentor of mine and for many other people as well. That said, I want to Katrina. I want to start with start uh, with, with Shannon Sharp, right? Um, I was reading on what's it called Facebook last night, and this young lady by the name of Kimberly Parker Milner, she posted this, and I thought that this was interesting. She said, um, where is it, where is it? She said, since leaving Fox Sports because of Skip Bayless's ego, Shannon Sharp has joined ESPN's first take with Stephen A. Smith. Um, He started Nightcap with Unk and Oka, which now has six... Ocho, okay, thank you for that, which now has 612,000 subscribers on YouTube in four months. Shannon Sharp has been named the number one most entertaining sports media personality by Complex. He just had the biggest interview of his career on Club Shay Shay. Of course, we all know that was with Cat Williams, which in five days, Katrina, has been viewed 23.9 million times. Can you believe that? 23. Oh, I, I, I account for a lot of <laughs> <laughs> 23.9 million times. And we should also add that Club Shay Shay has 1.5 million subscribers. Like, wow. that's amazing. 42. Yeah, really Are you serious? Yes. He really hit the gold mine with this interview. And he knew exactly what he was doing because I'll tell you this, Shannon isn't the most skilled interviewer because we saw how that runaway training went on this interview, but it actually works for him. And I think it's going to catapult him into a different uh, tier to where he'll be able to, you know, pretty much command what he wants to happen. Wow. Well, Andy just gave me an update, Katrina. He said that the Cat Williams interview now has been um, viewed 44 million by 44 million people. That's that's absolutely absurd, amazing. That that's that's quite a big deal. And to your point, I think it will um, catapult him into, uh, you know, another place. I wonder though. Um, I wonder how he feels about it, right? What this has done for him. What stepping out has done for him. I'm not sure he wanted to leave the show he was on before he left. But I'm telling you right now. 
what he has been able to do since leaving there says a lot about who he is and how valuable people see his voice. Do you right, agree? Right. I agree. I agree. Um, I think Shannon is very entertaining. He's charismatic in his own way. He's a little bit shocking and jarring, which people find to be entertaining. And so he gains more viewers that way. And I think this Cat Williams interview was a perfect display of his uh, wavelength that he should, you know, kind of stay on because he is kind of the homeboy. Uh, when you when you look at him on in sports commentary, he's not your traditional commentator. He is. Um, one that kind of resonates with those who aren't as refined, who aren't as um, polished. And mm-hmm. I think America really loves that. Yeah, yeah. Listen, when we come forward, I am talking to Katrina Robinson, my uh, guest contributor for tonight, talking with Katrina Robinson, and we're talking about the rise of black men in the podcast talk show commentating space. Hello to our folk in the chat. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Lil Rim. All right, now I'm hanging out with Robin on The Raw Report. That's right. You are inside The Raw Report with Mache Duffy. I am keeping the seat warm for Robin Ayers, who will be back with us on Monday, with you all on Monday, January, uh, January the 15th. And tonight we're talking about the rise of black male celebrities in the talk show commentating podcasting space and i'm happy about it because as i said when i opened up tonight i love hearing black men pontificate i love them having um, thought-provoking conversations i love that they are the ones we're talking about anyway are doing more than one thing at a time i love how they have moved from one part of their life to another part of their life so it's just beautiful to see the movement. My guest contributor tonight is Katrina Robinson. In the chat, Pretty Brown Mimi says, don't forget about Roland Martin's um, Black Star Network. You're absolutely right. He does provide great content as well. Um, who else we have in here? Mark Lamont Hill. I love him. Love him. So in the chat, we got some folk giving out some really strong names. Thank you all for that. But it, it is. It's, it's just really, really beautiful. I now want to talk, Katrina, about Don Lemon. Don Lemon, former host, news anchor on CNN. He is making a comeback. He announced this week that he had on X. He announced that um, he has a show coming out. Not only does he have a show, Katrina, he has a new media company, right? Um, the Don Lemon Show is what it's going to be called. He said um, he's coming back bigger, bolder, and freer. Um, he wants us to know it'll be available to everyone easily, wherever and whenever you want to stream it. And ultimately, he said he wants to you know, create a space for people to hear honest conversation. What are your thoughts about Don coming back? Um, I I don't know yet till I hear Don. <laughs> okay, so let me ask show. you this: What were your thoughts about him on CNN? I, I love Don, you know, but, but I guess the thing is, you know, he left in in such it was first of all it was abrupt, right? Um, and there was so much turmoil consistently uh, centered around Don. I'm just I'm curious um, to know what he means by being bolder and freer in his, uh, his new platform. Mm-hmm. Um, I also find it strange that it's going to be on uh, X and, and here we have 
uh, Elon Musk is trying to do away with DEI. I, I thought that was kind of ironic, but who am I? Yeah, and, um, and we hear so much about um, Elon Musk being racist, right? Um, his right. Tesla um, places have been called plantations. You know, black folk have sued him. So like you, I'm very surprised that um, Don Lemon is coming, he's bringing his show to X as well. And, you know, he's talking about this idea of not having platforms where people lie and where the truth is being told. And my Lord have mercy. I have not literally Katrina. I have not been on X since it changed to X the day Me either. he did that. I disassociated myself with that platform because for me, the X said a lot. I, I just read a whole lot into that and I felt like it was Xing me out. And so I just exited and I was fine yeah. with that. I have been fine with it. But like you, I think it's really, really interesting, the platform that Don Lemon is choosing to come on. Now, I will say this, though. I think Don Lemon is so um, engaging. He is really a brilliant journalist. Um, I mm -hmm. like his perspective on things. And the part, you know, you asked about the freer and bolder. I think CNN censors you, right? I don't think he was right, able to say everything he wanted to say the way he wanted to say it. So I want to. I mean, that's why he's he's not there anymore. Because yeah. he said the things that people were thinking, mm -hmm. but would never quite say, and especially on a news platform. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm just curious as to what he's going to use that freedom and influence to do. Uh, on the X platform. Now, having said that, what would you like to see him? Ideally, what would you like to see him use his platform to do? Um, I would like him to to force black conversations on X. Mm -hmm. um, I would like for him to um, make sure that he is asking the questions of even you know his non um, uh, non black guests. You know, the questions that we all want to know, the questions that we all need answers to. I would like to see him hold Elon Musk accountable to some of the things that he said, but I know that's not going to happen with him negotiating a deal on it. Right, because um, how can would... he do that? Exactly. So that's why I'm saying I don't know where this is going with that being the choice of platform for him to deliver his own show. Mm, mm. Interesting, interesting. I want to talk about the freedom of the um of the black man to speak and say what he has to say and the extent to which these platforms are allowing that or tempering that to some extent. Right? Mm -hmm. Um right. I want to move now to talk about my guy Nate Burles. Love me some Nate Burles. I think um again, what said again? Burleson? Burleson. 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 Okay, so the E is silent. Is that what you're telling me? Okay. Okay, Burleson. All right. Uh, Andy's over here correcting me, and I appreciate it. <laughs> um, but Nate, 11 years in the NFL, became a talk show host. He's been, you know, sports analyst. And um, now he's co-hosting on CBS Mornings. He's a sport analyst on CBS's The NFL Show, NFL Today. He has won two sports Emmy Awards for Outstanding Sports Personality and Studio Analyst, as well as winner of Outstanding Playoff Coverage Emmy Award for the NFL Wild Card Game on Nickelodeon. 
And he was an extra before all of that. He was on extra as a New York correspondent. So um, I like the way Nate, Nate brings his own flavor. Like, even on CBS Mornings, there's Tony, there's Gail, and there's Nate. And all of them are different, but Nate doesn't. He holds it down. He holds his own. It's not like he's trying to be anybody other than himself. And, Katrina, I was right. even surprised when he went from, you know, his shortcut to the braids and the plaits. Did that surprise you? Very much so. <laughs> um, but but to your point, he does maintain his sense of self. He's not swallowed up in this particular opportunity. And, and he's, I mean, he's really proved himself to be a breakout star. I, I mean, I haven't seen... Uh, anyone rise that quickly uh, from playing NFL to this type of platform. Yes. So he's definitely done it his own way, and I think that's what's made him successful. And he's unapologetic about it, of course, within within the confines of being on CBS. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what works for him. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I want to say about Nate that I love and adore about him is his love for family. I love how he oh, just yeah. puts his love for his wife out there, his love for his three, three children, and how they are always, you know, doing the family thing and making family first. Because sometimes people do get caught up in their careers. Because this guy, what is it? Is it six or seven days a week? Like, Nate is on TV six or seven days a week, right? Yeah. And so you yeah. would think yeah. that he doesn't really have time, but he certainly makes time for family. And that said, you know, we could roll right into Michael Strahan, who also... And to your point before we go on, oh, go ahead, Michael, go ahead. I just, I'm, I'm happy to see... Black men use their platforms to project that type of positivity. To yes. Display themselves being family men because we see so much negative stuff in the media where it tries to portray uh, our men as something totally different than what the masses really are. So I really like to see our men actually, you know, putting that that image out there for other people to look to and to find inspiration from. One hundred percent. That's why I had to bring it up because it is so important. And you know, to you as you just said, there's this. The media tries to portray black men as absentee fathers, and there are so many men who are present in their families' lives every single day and want the world to know it, right? So um, Yeah, you know, I, w- I really would like for more of our men to take that responsibility when they're given that type of platform. Don't just use it to show, you know, your designer clothes and big cars. Show, them, show people what it's like to be a man for your family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And look, Houston Texan in, in the chat Brought up Michael Strahan, and that's where we were going next. Uh, again, played it. What'd you say? Oh, oh, it is six thirty. It is time. <laughs> we look, <laughs> Katrina. I'm having such a good time Daddy, talking about this topic. Point, it, exactly. It is time for news and traffic. Listen, y'all stay right there, and when we come forward, we're going to continue our conversation about black men rising in the talk show podcast space. This is KBLA Talk 1580. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Denzel Whitaker, and I'm on the Raw Report. Thank y'all for being here, for hanging out at with the Raw Report tonight. I am so grateful to have you. I'm grateful to have our guest contributor, Katrina. Hello again to those of you in the chat. Welcome. Glad you're here. Y'all are having a good time in this chat. Pretty Brown Mimi said, yes, Michael Strahan is doing a great job with his tall, nice, sexy self. 
<laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. And, you know, having said that, um, I thought it was interesting, Katrina, before ABC's Good Morning America, Michael was with um, Kelly Ripper on Kel- Live with Kelly and Michael. And um, for which, let me just point out, he won uh, two Daytime Emmy Awards, right? And when he left, I thought it was so interesting how Kelly came for him in such a negative way and tried to make him out to be this bad, horrible person. And I love that he still persevered after that. And Good Morning America saw him for the powerful giant that he is. I really, really love that. Right, right. And, you know, I I love that he was able to persevere through that, too, because we've seen how that kind of situation can go for uh, black men in media. But uh, let me find out if the NFL is really turning out our next meeting. Okay, exactly. Because it's it's a breeding ground. Yes. Yeah, go ahead, Andy. That's what I was going to say. That's probably one of the most fascinating things that you have a lot of these cats. When you think about athletes, right? Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of the times after they retire, after they move forward, it's like they're broke. You don't hear from them anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think them, you know, finding another career and excelling in it, I think is probably one of the dopest things. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And then the other thing Andy said during the break was that for um, Shannon Sharp, he felt like him becoming a talk show, I mean, analyst talk shows was kind of the natural progression of things because Shannon had a lot of mouth after the games and was always talking, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I love the fact that they are finding their voice and finding a place to use that voice, right? And I'm hoping, Katrina, I'm hoping that these brothers are inspiring more men to do the same. Now, we know that the talk show podcast space is I mean, just flooded, right? I mean, everybody has a conversation. Everybody has a platform. But I appreciate the platforms that make sense, right? Some people ain't talking about nothing, right? And some people are talking about stuff where we wish we could turn the mic on. Um, But these brothers are really having, you know, good conversations. Because, I mean, let's be honest. The one with uh, Shannon Sharp and Cat Williams, while some people are frustrated and angry, it's been also good to see how people have come out to talk about how Cat Williams is like one of the most generous guys you ever want to meet, right? I mean, people Mm -hmm. have been talking Mm -hmm. about how he'll put $1,000 in your hand and take no credit for it and don't want you to say anything about it. So just given, as you said, when we opened up, these platforms give other brothers an opportunity to have a platform, even if they don't want their own podcast. It's a place to come and say, here's my offering. Right, right. It's a place, like like I said before, um, um, about Nate Burleson, one of the things that, you know, that Kat is, you know, has been known for, you know, even if it hasn't been public to the mainstream, is that he is that kind of person. He is a person to give people opportunities to put them on a stage that they never thought they'd be able to grace, to to hand them um, some financial support or to, to show up for kids. Like, he's that person. And unfortunately, it's been overshadowed by so many, you know, instances or incidences that have happened, you know, on the road during his comedy tours or where other people have said things that we don't know whether they're true or not. But I, I love that he took the opportunity to not only, you know, pretty much put everybody on blast, 
Mm-hmm. But he also took the opportunity to highlight um, some of some of his guiding principles, like how he lives his life and what he wishes other people would be inspired to do. So I think it's a great thing for him. Yeah, yeah. Now, can we talk about my guy, Kevin Hart? Love, love, love me some Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is doing a little bit of everything. He has restaurants. Kevin Hart has his comedy shows. He has, um, of course, his podcast. He's acting. He's got movies. He's he and his wife have a workout line. He's just doing everything. But I was very surprised, Katrina, when he came out with the Heart to Heart Pack podcast. I really was. Um, and having watched a couple of episodes, he's doing a goddamn good job at it. Have you seen any of the um, episodes? I haven't seen any of the episodes. Like, so. Uh, I have mixed feelings about Kevin. Like, okay, I, go I ahead. Let's Kevin let me hear it. <laughs> I love him um, as a comedian sometimes. And I love him in movies, but I don't know if I want to listen to him on a podcast. Like, mm. I think Kevin has the kind of voice made for comedy, like not one that you just listen to for information because at some point, you know, I just kind of tune out. But no, not to, not to slight the brother. You know, he's doing his thing. I love that he's diversifying his investments and uh, creating a life outside of comedy and investments outside of comedy, but uh, I haven't I haven't caught his podcast. Maybe okay, I'll Katrina, I was I about to podcast. say Katrina. That's what I was about to say. Since yeah, I think I will. yes, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at the 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 level of the conversation. He does ask good questions. The one with he and Will Smith was relatively funny. Um, and he brings his comedic edge to the conversations, right? He actually mm-hmm. says things to people that other people may not say, and they aren't offended because they know this is Kevin being funny, and this is Kevin being Kevin, right? So exactly. he does a real... You know, uh-huh, go ahead. certain stuff you can do with a comedic edge that you couldn't do it in normal circumstances. I get that. So maybe you're right. Maybe yes, yes. So I, I, I'd love to see you. Look, and then we'll have to some kind of way figure out how you can... You come back on Robin and talk to us about what you thought. But it, um, <laughs> it, it it's really, really good. I can't say it enough. You know, seeing these guys finding their voice. Here's the question I have for tonight. Is there anybody else... Any other black man, Katrina, that you would like to see with a platform? And even in the chat, you all can chime in. Is there another brother that y'all are watching and like, this dude needs his own podcast or talk show as well? Does anybody come to mind for you, Katrina? Oh, I can't think of anybody off. You put me on the spot, girl. Let me think about that. <laughs> yeah, because again, there there are many of them. Um, there are what, many. What of do you have? There. What do you think? Hmm. Actually, to be completely honest with you, all of the ones that I think should be out there are out there, or the ones that I, yeah. you know, am enjoying. Off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody else that I'd like to see. Go ahead, Andy. Who you got? I'm a sports guy, so I'm gonna go with uh, Marcellus Wiley. Okay, Marcellus Wiley. Okay. Um, no, I really I don't have anybody else that that I would really like to see talking and and having a podcast. Here's another question: Are there any topics, Katrina, that you want to oh, see? Who I'd like oh, to see go on ahead, the go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, Plies. <laughs> I would like to see Plies, the rapper, have a podcast. Oh no, Andy, about to fall out of his chair. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't expect that one, did you? I would love to see that. 
Go ahead, Andy. Ply's going to have to be online. <laughs> he, he, he's not going to be suitable for FCC airwaves. Oh, goodness. Exactly, exactly. Wow. Um, And you know who I, now that you, you've made me think about this, somebody that I would love to see have a podcast, is going to sound strange, is John Legend. I think John Legend has great conversation. I love his energy. I love his delivery. Um, I love his perspective on social justice, his commitment to family. He could talk about so many things, and I believe he would absolutely hold people's attention. So he's somebody that that comes to mind for me as well because I've heard him, you know, kind of be interviewed, and I love what he has to say. Oh, John Baptiste would be. uh Go ahead. I, I want to color in what I said about Plies. Like, Plies, even though he has this persona that we all see on Instagram or in his rap, he is a very politically astute person. Like, he can put things into perspective for the common person that you wouldn't think that he could dissect. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I want to see I want to see him put that into good use mm-hmm. where people can see that other that other side of him. Mm-hmm. But I think he's very he's very uh, talented. He's funny and he's very very intelligent. Okay, okay, okay. But he's I... gonna have to clean it up a little bit, of course. <laughs> what about topics? Are there any other any other topics that you like to see black men talk about that aren't being talked about enough? Anything besides this high value, high want, high value man, high value woman conversation. I'm just so sick of this, honey. Anything of substance mm-hmm. uh, that will propel us for it. I'm sick of the, the black man versus black woman relationship and dating conversation yeah. that is over. Yeah. Uh, now, I think we need something that that kind of creates a different um, thought process for us. Okay, so that said, though, here's the question, Katrina. Why are we still having that conversation? Why have we not figured it out yet, though? Exactly. Why have we? Listen, we are brilliant, amazing. If you listen to us, we all, we both want the same thing. We want to be in love. We want to be respected. We want to enjoy each other. We want to have a good time. We want to travel the world. We want to build an empire. Why can't we get it right? So, I mean, we got to keep talking about it until we figure it out. And is it as hard as we make it? That's the thing. I don't think there's anything to figure out. I think we're creating a problem that doesn't even exist. (laughs) I don't think this problem existed until we started talking about it in mass numbers. Like, this is not even a question for anybody until it became a particular shock value. Okay, Katrina, you didn't lost me. You didn't lost me. So, when you say it's a problem that doesn't exist, you're saying... The, the the idea of black we, men. No, I, I'm saying ahead. we created one that didn't exist. I don't think this was a problem. I think we created it through this type of the uh, propaganda and these social media posts and Kevin Samuels and all of those things created this this chaos amongst black men and black women. But I don't think this existed 20 years ago. Ah, really? I okay, wasn't having me, this discussion about 20 years ago. You said what? I said when I was dating 20 years ago, we weren't having these discussions. So, I mean, where did it come from? Social media. Exactly. Well, okay. It was so not a problem. I'm, I'm going to push back a little bit because after my first divorce in 1999, I had a conversation in my living room just to talk about black love, right? Because I knew I wanted to get married again. I wanted to 
show up better, different in a relationship. I wanted to have a more wholesome experience. And from that, Katrina, we got together at 7. It was 1 o'clock. People were still talking. And they were like, well, Michelle, we don't want to go home. Uh, when are we going to do this again? It turned into five years every Friday night, black men and women getting together in someone different's home. It traveled. And we had the most amazing conversations. Now, that's not 20, that's almost 20 years ago. But it wasn't Mm -hmm. having the conversation about, are we a problem for each other? It was more about how do we make our way to each other? And how do we stay with each other? Not just make our way to each other, but how do we stay with each other? How do we just build these beautiful lives that we want to experience together? And so the extent to which it has turned into, to your point, us against them and them against us, I think you're right. But I do think it's important that we continue to just make sure that we are loving on each other, respecting each other and valuing each other in the way that we both deserve. Right. No, I I agree with you. I believe that's, that's the conversation that you and your friends were probably having, but it has just evolved into something totally different. And I think at the core, black men want to love black women and black women want to love black men. Ain't no question about it. This is KBLA talk 1580. Hey, I'm Damian Young. I'm chilling with Robin on the Robert. Oh, yeah, it is hump day, and we are having a good time tonight on The Rob Report. I am Mashay Duffy, guest hosting for my girl, Robin Ayers. My guest contributor tonight is Katrina Robinson. We are talking about the rise of black celebrity men in the podcasting talk show host space. And we've talked about Shannon Sharp. We've talked about the return of Don Lemon, who's coming out with a new show. We've talked about um, Michael Strahan. And we've talked about Nate Burleson. And we've talked about Kevin Hart. And um, again, just, just excited about it. We, of course, led the conversation with our own Tavis Smiley, who founded KBLA Talk. 1580 proud of him excited about him um katrina when you um when you think about you know before the break we were talking about black men and black women finding themselves each other someone in the chat was saying that they love black men and black women podcast together because they love the mix right the the different male female energy um pretty brown mimi also spoke about and i saw this the other day andrew gilliam is starting a new podcast with angela ryan tiffany cross that i think is going to be amazing because all three of them are great journalists Um, all three of them bring it every time they open up their mouths which is um really really uh beautiful so thank you dj black i appreciate you for being here thank you till i appreciate and love you as well you all are amazing. Appreciate your presence in here tonight. But I want to ask you this, Katrina, before I lose you. When you think about all of these black men in these spaces and what they're doing, what do you celebrate the most? I just celebrate the visibility of black men with intelligence, black men with humor, who can articulate opinions and who can create conversations around things that matter. I just, I I appreciate it all being on display. Yeah. 
Amen. Amen. And and that's it. Shout out to all the black men on KBLA, right? Because we have some amazing black men hosting shows and co-hosting shows right here on KBLA as well. And I enjoy listening to all of them as well. Um, Katrina, thank you so much for your time tonight, sis. Appreciate. Love you. Have thank a you. wonderful rest of your evening. Absolutely. Now, listen, what are our takeaways from tonight's conversation, from tonight's show? Conversations matter. And the more meaningful conversations we get to have and hear and participate in, the more informed we become. But also, the more we get to think about what we're thinking about. It's not about somebody telling you what to think, but it is about somebody encouraging you to think and not just take everything you hear at face value, but to engage your thought process and really come up with what makes sense to you and what doesn't make sense to you. The second thing we take away is black men who have evolved to the talk show podcast space are examples for other black men that they can do the same thing. So I love these examples that are being um, placed before other black men. I also like what Katrina said that if it takes black men to create spaces for other black men to feel comfortable having the conversations, answering the questions, asking the questions that they want to ask, I'm all good with that. Bring it, right? So if, if that's what it takes and you all would rather talk to each other than other people, do it. I enjoy it. I love seeing it. And the third thing I think we take away from tonight is that black men are finding their voices and it is absolutely profoundly beautiful. I celebrate them. I love them. I'm wishing all of them win. You know, right here at KBLA, we voting for everybody, rooting for everybody black. So we are excited about what black men are doing. Speaking of black men in the talking talk show space, up next is one of KBLA's own black male hosts, Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams is coming up next. And as he always says, he's going to bring the fire. He's going to light it up because he always does. Until tomorrow, stay grateful, stay kind, stay safe, and do me a favor, stay inspired. Love you guys.